How's it going today, guys? Once again, Hot Takes with TP3 back here today, Tuesday, March uh, 27th, 2018. And y'all obviously saw the big news out of the NFL yesterday, and Dominican Sue signs a one-year $14 million deal with the Rams. And I think this signing's huge. I mean, I think it gives the Rams a crazy duo with uh, Indomitian Sue and Aaron Donald. I mean, I just think that's an unblockable duo that's going to wreak havoc on NFC backfields and AFC backfields. I mean, I think it's an unstoppable defensive combo right there. So, I mean, I really love the pickup. But what it means to me is that there's three dominant defenses in the NFC, and that being the Vikings, Rams, and Eagles. So it got me thinking, out of those three teams, which team is the best team do I think it has the best chance to win the NFC? Well, the Vikings haven't really made any big ads on their defense. Obviously, they added Kirk Cousins, that huge deal. The Rams got rid of Robert Quinn in that trade, but they did get Sue, Marcus Peters, and Aqib Tlaib, which is all huge. Then the Eagles added Haloti Nada and Michael Bennett. Obviously, Michael Bennett's injured, but I mean, do the Eagles really care at this point if Michael Bennett's injured? Their next man up motto. I mean, we saw him in the Super Bowl with with uh, Foles, so I'm not really worried about there for him. So I say the Eagles go next man up and will replace Bennett fine if he needs to be replaced. But this is the way that I look at it is the Eagles are the best coached out of all of these teams. We saw this Doug Peterson's an excellent coach. I mean, he outcoached the greatest coach ever in Belichick. So, I mean, Peterson knows what he's doing, guys. And then you got Goff and McVay. I mean, McVay's a great coach. He makes Goff a lot better. But I just don't think Goff's at that elite stage yet and ready to take that next step. And then you got Kirk Cousins, and I just think he needs to prove that he can play at a high level in the playoffs because, I mean, this guy's been in the playoffs, but he hasn't been able to get out of the first round. So... Personally, I think the Eagles are the best off. Obviously, they need Carson Wentz to come back and prove that he's good to go and able to play an elite level. But if he's able to, I think the Eagles are the best out of these teams. And I think they're my favorite as well. Repeat is the Super Bowl champion. But, I mean, you got to watch out for these Rams. I think I think this is a defense that reminds me a lot of the Legion of Boom in certain ways. I mean, you got two lockdown corners. you got LaMarcus Joyner back there as one of your safeties. you got decent linebackers. you got a stacked-up D-line who's going to get tons of pressure on the quarterback. And I think... Putting pressure on the quarterback is the biggest thing that makes that secondary better. And then Tlaib and Peters are just, they're ball hawks. I mean, they're going to be putting pressure on the quarterback, and Tlaib and Peters are going to be picking off everything they see. So, I mean, I think this will be a fun defense to watch. I think it could be the best regular season defense in the league, maybe not playoffs, but regular season-wise. And I think the Rams have a real good look to run the NFC and maybe even get a one seed in the NFC. So we'll see big things they're developing out there in L.A., Obviously, I know all y'all have seen the big story in the news this week. It's if Odell Beckham should be uh, traded or re-signed by the Giants and what they should do after that video and all that stuff came out of him with Coke and a blunt. So, I mean, it's not a good look for Odell, but I think personally think the Giants should re-sign him and not trade him. I mean, if you're going to sign him, you need at least – I mean, trade him. You need at least a first-round and a third-round pick. I mean, you have to have something that good to consider. I mean, Odell is one of the best young, talented players. I mean, he has a ton of potential, and he's already a top-five wide receiver. So you can't let him walk out the door for nothing. You have to get a lot in return for him. But personally, I think the Giants need to keep him around. I think he's young enough where you can get a lot of good years out of him. I mean, yeah, Odell has tendencies to do stupid stuff and call a lot of attention to himself, but he's kind of like T.O. or like Randy Moss. He's a big personality, and you've got to let him do his thing. You can't try to make him mask it. It's what makes him better is Odell's personality. I mean, him, Odell wants to score a touchdown just so he can go in the end zone and dance disrespectfully to the other team. I don't know if y'all saw the one where he picked his leg up and pissed like a dog, but I think that's one of the best touchdown celebrations I've ever seen. But 
Odell's the kind of guy you got to let him do his thing, and you have to accept Odell is going to do Odell things, and you have to let him be him. But I think what you have to do is you re-sign him, but you need to put clauses in his contract where he has to submit to random drug tests, random mandatory drug tests, or you have to put other little clauses in there to prevent him from being as wild off the field and because he can get cut and lose all his money like that. I think that's the best way to do it if you're the Giants and to get him a agree. But I would give him his money. I just think Odell is too important of an asset to let walk out the door. As long as he wants to be there, you got to keep him around and got to keep him engaged. You can't let Odell go for nothing. So the Giants really need to figure out what they need to do there quick, and I think they need to take his name quickly off the, off the trade wire. I just don't think he's the kind of guy you need to get rid of. So, obviously, I know y'all saw the story of the NCAA basketball scandal that came out a couple weeks ago, and then we got the story that NCAA made over a billion dollars this year off basketball and off sports, so it brings up a good question to me, and do I think student-athletes will get paid? And my answer to that is yes, but this is what I think needs to happen. I really think that these college players are going to start needing money more quick and they're going to shut down everything. So these players are going to go over to the NBA G League and play. And I really think that it's not till then that if the NBA G League actually works out and they are able to get like TV viewings or they're able to get more sales or they're able to see a lot of it pick up and steal money away from the NCAA, that the NCAA will do something. The NCAA is not doing anything until they get money taken away from them. And I also don't think the NCAA is going to crack down that bad on these big schools because, I mean, what's call it, what are sports all about? It's all about making money. It's all about money. And the NCAA can't make any money if the teams everyone wants to watch, like North Carolina, Duke, Arizona, um, Kansas. I mean, the list just goes on and on. All their biggest, most attractive teams that everyone wants to watch play and that everyone pulls for. If those programs are suspended or if those programs – can't don't have as much scholarships or whatnot. I mean, I think they can t- they can find them and take their scholarships away from it. They don't want to suspend these teams from postseason play. They don't want to do things. To, they don't want to fire these coaches. They don't want to destroy these programs. They want all the money, and those are their biggest money making programs. They're not going to destroy those programs. So, I don't really know what kind of sanctions they're going to hand down, but I don't think they'll be as bad as people think they are. They will not destroy the money they make there. But the only way student athletes will get paid is if the the G League or some other league is able to come in and steal or stealing away these players and steal away TV money and everything from the NCA. Once the NCA actually sees that they're going to lose money, then that's when that they'll start to pay players or they'll give the players what they want to keep bring them back into college. Now, do I think they need to pay them some certain amount of money? No, I think they should pay them like a month or like maybe a hundred a week or something like that. I don't think it should be all that much, but I think they should pay them a little bit. I mean, technically the students get paid now. They get sent a certain amount of money for their scholarship and they get to use that money on food, um, a meal plan technically, on housing. They get to use it on whatever they want, but they're supposed to they give them so little though that they basically have to use it all on meal plan and housing and books and all that stuff, but and tuition, but I think they should give them a little bit extra, but not that much more extra. I mean, I think it'll be two, three, four years before we see students actually get paid. But like I said, it's all about money. So till the NCAA is losing some of their money, they're not going to act and they're not really going to care what other people have to say. 
Well, thanks for tuning in today, guys. This concludes this today's podcast for Tuesday, March 27th, 2018. But I'll actually be podcasting again later today with some MLB stuff. I'm going to give you all a little a bigger MLB season preview. We'll go into some pitchers that I like, some hitters I like to break out, and all kinds of other crazy predictions. So y'all get ready for that tonight.